Welcome to the Jesus Sisters podcast. It's not a coincidence you're here. We thank you for joining us on this journey to seek a close and personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Jesus Sisters. We're so excited for the the grand finale of our Bible study on Ephesians. It's been definitely an opportunity to be introspective and to really just think about, are we living our lives the way we're supposed to be living? So if you have missed the first two episodes, you're definitely going to want to go back and listen to the uh, part chapters one and two, which is part one. Then we did chapters three and four, which is part two. And today is part three, which we're going to cover chapters five and six. So hopefully you had an opportunity to dig into that reading. And yeah, we're going to learn and grow together. I'm going to have my Jesus sister say hello really quick before we open in prayer. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey, Jesus sisters in the house. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Literally in our houses. excited. Yeah, you're so far away, <laughs> but I love seeing your face and getting to uh, just laugh and and have fun hang and out, things. even though it's virtually. I'll take it. That's right. I'll take it too. Um, it's better than not seeing your face, which oftentimes when we're talking, I don't get to see your face. So this is great. Um, well, let's just get started in prayer and we'll jump right into chapters five and six. So dear Heavenly Father, we are just so blessed to have the opportunity to be here to share your word. We're just thankful that you are using us, Lord, um, as we are trying to make sense of the messages that Paul left for us in your name. Uh, We just ask that you help us to just understand what your words are saying to us, open our hearts and our minds and our ears so that we may be able to take it all in, Lord. We ask that our words just be of you, you empty us of ourselves, and that we just get to um, grow together in your word. And we ask that all of the Jesus brothers and sisters that are out there, Lord, that they get to take part in this. And while we are far away from each other, we are here together in your name. And we thank you, Lord, for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ooh, great prayer. Great way to get us started. All right, let's do it. Okay, so here we are, the final round. Originally, Allie and I were thinking we would do chapters one through three and then chapters four through six and do two different episodes. And we were just thinking, wow, we're really glad we did three parts because there's just a lot to unpack. Um, In chapters four, five, and six, we are looking at what Paul is leaving as our marching orders, how we are supposed to live our lives as Christians. Um, And it's just really exciting that we have this, this roadmap to kind of make sense of how we're supposed to act. It's just a good reminder of each day, what that would look like when we're shining the the Lord's light. Um, We have to be kind and loving and humble and gentle and all those things. And so these last two uh, chapters, we're going to talk about walking in love, how we're commanded to love as, um, as children to our parents 
and to our spouses and putting on the armor of God. And it's just going to be really excited. And so I'm going to start reading. If you don't mind, Allie, I'm going to jump right in to verses 1 through 14 in chapter 5. And this one talks about walking in love. It says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things of the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. I love it. Awake. <sighs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'll let you yep. go first. What are you thinking? Well, I, I like, you know, first it starts out letting us know to be imitators of God. So we have, you know, Jesus as the example, again, showing us how we're supposed to, you know, live our Christian life. And, you know, it's in love. God is love. So we love because God loved us first for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And that is the love that he's, you know, that self-sacrificing love. Um, and then it, you know, it starts going into how we're supposed to act like n- no bad language or like immoral harsh joking. You know, I, I, it's, it's very common today where, you know, a lot of jokes get, get, um, you know, thrown around that, you know, are, are immoral and it shouldn't be a part of a Christian's, you know, v- vocabulary. Why? Because it's just not a part of God or who he is. It's not a part of God's grace or peace or his presence. It's not a reflection of him. So we're supposed to kind of, you know, abstain from, you know, talking that way or having immoral, you know, joking or, you know, being those imitators who shine his light and speak goodness. And, um, you know, it can be tricky sometimes, but, you know, it's just a good reminder that we're supposed to be set apart from the world and not be involved in some of those things. And then, um, you know, I think sometimes people read this and they might be like, well, I have to stay away from maybe unbelievers or things like that. But if we're looking at Jesus as example, Jesus befriended and taught his followers to befriend sinners and lead them to him and share the good news. But Paul was also saying not to condone or make excuses for sinful behavior and encourage the practice of it. So we must befriend unbelievers, but all use discernment to avoid, you know, evil, 
viciously wicked um, people who oppose everything against Christianity, because it's also saying that we may be influenced by them more than they are influenced by us. So because we were formerly darkness and those unfruitful deeds of darkness are those sinful pleasures or things that might lead to sin. So we must um, avoid those. And uh, actually what's scary is expose those deeds, which um, can also be difficult because sometimes silence can be interpreted as approval. And uh, for me, that is that is one of the difficulties, I believe, of walking that Christian life, because a lot of times it's safer to remain silent. Well, yeah, you know, that can be super tricky. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. But God needs people who will stand up and be counted and stand up truth. And we must do it lovingly, you know, always having lovingly being the key. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So doing good wherever we can. And then Paul conveys the importance and urgency because of how evil um, sin is and it can be so enticing. So, you know, we must just be spiritually awake, awake, oh sleeper. Awake, oh sleeper. I, every time I know I say this every time that there's some line from a song and I'm like, oh, that's scripture. I've been singing scripture this whole time. I can't remember which song <laughs> that one is from. It's like, you know, he's singing awake, oh sleeper. And I can't remember what it is. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm singing more scripture. Um, no, there's just so many good nuggets. I mean, I feel like there's so many things that are on here. And we're like, yeah, we know that. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, we know that. Right. Um, but it's just, it's interesting to see written all out like this. I mean, I know we have the 10 commandments in the old Testament, but like, this is just a little bit, this is more in depth, right? It's giving us more details of like sexual immorality, all impurity, um, just, a foolish talk. Well, yeah, I probably still have some foolish talk, but I'm working on that. Um, let's see. Just, you know, living a, 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 more, a moral and pure life. And we all fall short, no matter how hard we try. So that's important to remember. And I think when you were bringing up the part about um, that we're supposed to call it out, that can be tricky because if we're not living our lives right, you can't be running around trying to call people out on stuff if you're not living your life right. And also, it doesn't mean that you can just run and condemn someone. There are ways to support the Bible over their head. Yeah, right. There are ways to love and support people around you. Like if you see them not walking in the way that they're supposed to, this isn't like, oh, a gotcha moment. Like this isn't an opportunity. I'm better than you because I know the word, you know. Exactly. Like that. That's, that's not how you souls. Yep. And that's not how Jesus treated people, right? You mm-hmm. have to, it needs to be with love. Like the tone is everything, right? Tone is everything. You can say the words, but you're in, you could say the same words, but the, the tone that you say it and with your intention, um, that's everything. So it's really important that you think about that. Um, walking as children of light. Like if you're walking as children of light, that doesn't have to be harsh and condemning. It can be with love and with guidance and support. So 
And, and luckily we have the Holy Spirit help us during those times that, you know, you might have to have a difficult or, or something that might feel difficult to you. But, you know, if we let Christ be the example, and like you said, he did everything with love, even when he healed people, he would heal them. And then he would say, go and sin no more. Something worse might happen to you. And, and I think sometimes it's understanding that when you're a Christian and you're doing it lovingly, you're saying it because you don't want that person to be hurt or afflicted. Right. It's kind of like when you somebody that might not believe in, in God. And they, they're just so opposed to you sharing that, but you're like, no, like, because I love you. It's, you know, I like to use this metaphor. If you see somebody running out in the middle of the road and they're going to get hit by a car, you're going to be like, Hey, a car's coming because you care. You don't want them to, and we have the truth. And we know that, you know, when Jesus comes back, you know, there's, there are going to be, there is, you know, a, a place where people who don't believe are going to go. And we don't want that. And that's For just sure. the, the truth of it. And so if we can prevent that or share or give our experiences in a loving way, because we care about them and want them to be, you know, in the kingdom with us, we've, we were once, you know, in that same space. And so, you know, just sharing what's worked for us and, and being that example is, is going to bring people to Christ naturally. If you're in the walk, talk in the talk and doing it with love, um, you know, I think that that's how you win people and not by being, yes. you know, aggressive and, and overbearing because, you know, we aren't perfect. Only God is perfect. And people who might not believe that that's always their kind of uh, go to is like, well, you're not perfect. You sin. Who are you to tell me? And it's like, we're not trying to say that that's not going to happen or that you're going to be perfect, but life gets better when you walk with Christ. Absolutely. And I don't know, I guess I, in my mind, I wasn't really prepared to talk about, to talk about this, but just in thinking about, you know, if you are going to have a tough conversation with somebody, um, don't just walk blindly right into it. Make sure you pray about it. Like whenever I know mm -hmm. I'm going to have a really hard conversation or something that makes me uncomfortable, it's really important to stop and pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to intercede because if it's of God, it will be much better. So, and that doesn't mean mm -hmm. you run out and you confront everybody like, Oh, I know what you're doing. Like, we're not saying that, like, we're not saying that at all. But if you do know that you need to have a tough conversation, it needs to be in love and, and, um, make sure you're praying about it. So Allie, what do you think about doing it the next the verses? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, and, and just letting Paul be the example, he's calling out sin in this way. And, and, you know, I feel for me personally, I don't feel like upset about the way that he's calling out sin and the words that he's using it, it it's coming from a loving place when he's saying like don't do these things so it's also taking the word of god as an example when you're talking about things um and you can go off of that too so just another i guess uh, way that i kind of look at it or that i might gain some insight as to how to have difficult conversations if i'm to approach something so um, all right, I'm going to move into um, verses 10 through 20, and uh, this is in the NASB. You are 15, you are 15 through 33, my 15 friend. 15 to 33. My, my apologies. No, I just want to make sure we, I just want to people all of chapter five. 
Yeah. yeah. I almost skipped to chapter six. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not get drunk with wine for that is dissipation. But be filled with the spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Woo. Woo. <laughs> I'll let, I'll let, I'll let you, um. I'll let you kind of uh, unpack a little bit and then can pass okay. it back to me what your thoughts on that were. Okay. So, I mean, there's a lot in there. Um, I One of the things that I know we've talked about this so much on the podcast is just the power of praise and singing and worshiping. And um, I just love that he specifically references that, that addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks. Like, like it does when every time I'm in church, every time I, I still cry every single time, but it's just such a humbling experience. It's so powerful to come together as one in song and just sing these words of praise to to the Lord. And I just, I don't know, that's what really sticks out to me. Um, Obviously, do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery. I'm like, oh, note to self. (laughs) There's that one too. But I love the praise. I actually... As I read into that, because I think, you know, uh, some people take it very far and they're like, oh, you're not supposed to have any. And, you know, when we get to heaven, we'll we'll figure out what that's all about, because we also know that Jesus turned water into wine. And, you know, there was the wedding in in Cana and there was wine that happened there. So it can be kind of a conundrum. Mm -hmm. But when I when I did research on it, it to what I got from it was being filled with the Holy spirit rather than a temporary fix or a buzz or, you know, getting drunk with wine also refers to the old sinful ways of living because in Jesus, we have the, the cure, the eternal cure for all that ails the human mind, body, and soul, whether stress, anxiety, depression, boredom, sickness, right? Jesus is the cure. Everything else is just that temporary fix. And really it's, not a fi- not going to be a fix. So, right. um, you know, that that also was another uh, way that I looked at that. And then, you know, kind of what you were saying with the the praise and the worship. And sometimes, you know, you, it's hard to do those things when when life is hard and and you're feeling down and, um, you know, it, it can be hard to have that. Like, oh, I'm, I'm really giddy and ready to praise and, and worship. But, you know, we can take hold of the promises and know that God works all things for the good. And, you know, if these things, you know, I, I love that song. This is how I fight my battles. Oh, you yes. Know, like by that praise and worship, like so many wonderful things happen when you just submit to the Lord and say, you know, this is hard, but I'm, I'll, I'll still praise you in the midst of the storm. I'm still going to praise you. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just encourage sometimes that's what we want to do. And we're really says to go out and praise and worship, but 
you know, uh, what would happen if we all did that when, you know, life got or tragedies really, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like the Lord would show up in miraculous ways. So I feel know, like God's it's love is literally, I feel like it's healing for me. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I am so thankful for that gift of praise because it really just moves me in a way that nothing else does. I, it's like an instant overwhelming sense of like healing and peace. And so, I mean, I can't go without it. Uh, Allie, so you read to verse 21. You're, I'm going to have you pick up at 22. You're supposed to do 22 to 33. Okay. Oh, marriage like Christ in the church. Um, oh yeah. Here yeah, we go. So Let's get it. I, I, I know. <laughs> I know the wives love to hear this. So wives be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ also is the head of the church. He himself being the savior of the body, but as the church is subject to Christ. So also the wives ought to be to their husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own body. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church. Because we are members of his body, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself and the wife must see to it that she respect her husband. I'm going to give the mic to Laurel for a second because, <laughs> you know, a girl's been married for what, 16, 17 years? I, It'll I be know 16 years in a, in a couple months here. I, by the way, I still can't believe I've been married for almost 16 years. I mean, I can, but I can't. I'm like. <laughs> it, it went by really, really quick. It feels like yeah. that was just like a couple years ago. It yeah, does. So. Oh my gosh. Well, so I think we've talked about this scripture before in the podcast when we talked about marriage and I've done a lot of research and listening to this and there's a couple different ways that I think you can take it personally. I think what the intention is here though, is that we're both like as husband and as wife, we are just called to love each other and support each other. So you could get caught up on the part where it says, um, where is it that the wife must submit to what wives must submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. You could get caught up in that um, for he's the head of the household. Yes, you could get caught up in that. But like, let's let's get further down here. It's not like wives were just supposed to be submissive. Like it's supposed to be a two way street. We are supposed to submit to our husbands because we're supposed to love them. They're supposed to be the leaders. But at the same time, it's like husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. I mean, 
who doesn't want to be loved the way that Christ loves? And he says, love yourself, love your wife as you love yourself. Who does not love themselves in their own flesh, right? So, I mean, I I think it, it's really more beautiful than when I first read it. At first, I was like, this is just, mm, you know what I mean? Like, what it, what are we saying here? But as you really dig further into it, it's just about loving and respecting each other. It's about putting each other first. And he just uses different words and putting each other um, as priorities and to love each other like you love yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I feel like, you know, I feel like this submission is a, a choice. It's not yeah. like this. Um, like I'm the head, so you have to obey. It's when you are, <laughs> I you dare know, my husband following. <laughs> <laughs> like when we submit ourselves to God, we do become more willing to like obey his his commands and, um, you know, submit to others. And, uh, you know, that it's it's also saying yes when a husband is leading spiritually the way that he's supposed to and loving his wife the way that Christ loves the church that came with service Jesus serviced so it was it, it's also saying that it makes it easy when um it, you know if you're being loved the way that that as a wife the way that Jesus loved the church it, it's going to make submission a little bit more easier in in my mind it's also saying you know, submit to each other. It's not right. just a one-way street. It, right. it kind of goes hand in hand where if you're leading spiritually as the, the head of the household, um, then, you know, the wife is respecting you as, as that leader. And, you know, when you're doing that, you're doing it in a loving way. Jesus washed the feet of his followers. So, you know, that's an act of service. All those things tie into loving your wife the way that, and, and it does, I'm going to be honest here. It it goes a little bit more in depth about like how husbands should love their wives. So, <laughs> I mean, they're really hitting that home. So I, I'm just saying like, you know, uh, you know, I he just think that husbands have a, have a big, have a big responsibility. Yes. He <laughs> who loves his wife loves himself. Exactly. Boom. So, you know, that's putting, putting your uh, wife's needs and wants in front of your own. Oh, I mean, that it actually, my husband does a fabulous job of that. I that is one thing that I can say. He is just he's like, if that makes you happy. And then sometimes I'm like, wow, he just said yes that fast. OK, yeah, it's like <laughs> I, I love worried it. about the, the joy and the happiness of each other. So then it's cohesive. It makes the submitting easier when you're like this for sure, uh, man. Treats me good. Like, why would I not want to? I trust him to be a leader because of the way that he loves me. Because he loves you. So you trust them to be the leader because they are loving and giving and and ultimately self-sacrificing. Yes. Yeah. Selfless. Yep. And so and I think when you give the you say, you know, we're like, I don't get get excited. We can go on this. We're like, love us. <laughs> <laughs> be a selfless husband thank you amen no <laughs> but um i don't even remember what i was saying but this is it's good stuff it's good yeah, stuff i think it's just saying like loving and respecting each other and then the submission isn't like this forced like oh because i think back in in paul's day you know the romans kind of women were 
you know, not treated the way that we get treated now. For sure. Um, you know, there was more of that control. And if you didn't obey, you know, there was harsh consequences. So I think he was trying to set the record straight and say that when we are believers in Christ, there is you know, equality. Ooh, I like that. I like it yeah. a lot. Well, let's talk about parents and their children. Ooh. I like this okay. one too. Kids, are you? <laughs> my listening? mom likes this one too. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I listen to my parents, so I'm good. But I want to know: Do my children listen? My daughter's not here right now. She's at uh, church camp at winter camp. I'm like, too bad she's not here to listen to this. Maybe I'll play it back for her. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we're gonna read chapter six, one through nine. Um, it says, "Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right." Did you hear that, Mila? This is right. <laughs> Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And then this next section, verses five through nine, is about bond servants and masters. And so ultimately slaves and masters, which we can talk more about this in a moment. Um, bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does that he will receive this back from the Lord, whether he is a bondservant or is free. Masters, do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and that there is no partiality with him. And so as I was reading through this, I was like, pump the brakes. Like, are we talking about <laughs> slaves here? Like, I'm like, what is happening here? So, I mean, I, we'll go back and talk about the parents in a second, but I don't know. So this is like one of those things that I think that people struggle with when they read the Bible. They're like, wait, we're talking about slaves. We know that's not right. Like what's happening here? So, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have a good answer for that. I'm not a biblical, biblical scholar, but it does challenge me and my thinking. And we're talking about be obedient to your master. But then it does also say that masters, you know, you need to do the same. You need to stop threatening, knowing that, uh, knowing basically who is your master, both of your masters in heaven. And so, I don't know. I'm going to leave that there. We can talk about the kids part in a second. What are you thinking? I think that, um, you know, just adding context and some, you know, going back to those times, um, you know, slaves did, were a big part of the society back then in the Roman culture. You know, there was... I think millions in the, in the Roman empire. So, um, you know, there was a lot of slaves that were becoming Christians and, you know, so I think Paul is neither condoning or condemning, uh, slavery, but he's telling, you know, masters and slaves how to live the Christian lives. And, you know, in, in that day as well, women and children and slaves, um, you know, had very few, freedoms and rights. So, but in church and in Christ, they had freedoms that, you know, were being denied to them. So, um, 
you know, he's telling husbands, parents, masters, be loving and caring. And, and that's kind of how I um, looked at looked at that uh, portion of the scripture. Yeah, let's go back to the children honoring your parents. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> let's go back to that. That part makes me real happy. Um, <laughs> no, I say that in jest, but I, I do what I do see here and, you know, remembering what it was like to be a child and and thinking about having to honor my own parents. Um, one thing that I think he says beautifully is that, you know, first of all, as kids, we don't, you don't know what you don't know, right? And you, mm-hmm. you have a point where you think you, you know some things, but you still don't really know anything. Um, but where he says, you know, honor your mother and father, this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So that to me is like, your parents know a lot more than you do. You think you know a lot of things, but if you listen to them, it's going to go well with you. How many times have we done things as children and we're like, mm, probably should have listened mm. to dad. You might not. Mm-hmm. That. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but you're like, mm. it might take a couple of years to, to realize, but yeah, usually. Yep. It may take 10 years and then you're like, oh, my parents be knowing some things like so i don't know i think it's pretty it's pretty beautiful but the idea is that it's for your own protection right and that you right on the land yeah and i think uh i i guess i've always thought about well there's a difference between honoring and obeying so you know to to obey some someone means to do is like you're told but then to honor means to respect and love and you know it's I will say children, you know, when they're under your roof, they are, you know, commanded, you know, not to disobey God or, you know, obey their parent, you know, adult children, you know, we might not be asked to be subservient to, you know, I guess, uh, you know, dominant parents, but, um, you know, while children are under their parents care, um, you know, you are supposed to obey, but then, you know, honoring our parents is for life. And I think another key factor to honoring and and respecting and loving, if our relationship and faith in Christ is real, those things are going to happen naturally. You know, it also says that we are supposed to be gentle with our children. And when you're gentle and caring with your children, you know, even when they're disobedient and unpleasant, I feel like you, the, you know, this is saying that the reward that you're going to get long term is going to be better th- rather than, you know, being using extreme force or, you know, anger or whatever to, you know, get that child to obey. I think it's also just helping us understand like how to take some of those approaches because it can be easy to get mad at your kids and, and have frustration. You don't say. Like that, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you know, it just it's helps us thing. know how to act in, in those situations. So, um, you know, and also in other cultures, we see the way that they respect their parents and take care of them. And, and that's how they're honoring them when they took care of us when we were babies and, and couldn't take care of ourselves. And sometimes our bodies give out and we need to step up for our parents and honor them and, and help them. Mm-hmm. Well, life does come full circle like that. You know, your parents raise you and then you end up, the parents turn into children and the children turn into parents, whether we like it or not. It's just the, it's just the, the circle of life. So yeah, it's super important that 
we're giving back, like you were saying, honoring our parents as they get older, because the tables do turn at some point. So yes, they definitely do. So why don't you read Um, about the whole armor of God, Jesus sister? I know. I'm so lucky you got this part. I'm like, oh, this is such a good I know. Not that they're. Um, okay, so I'm going to read part, chapters but. 10 through 20, correct? 10 through 20. 10 through 20. You got it. You got it right this time. The armor of God. I love this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, which you were able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God with all prayer and petition at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to which to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which i am an ambassador in chains that in proclaiming it i may speak boldly as i ought to speak i love that i'm dancing you should dancing happy dance (laughs) armor of god dance i put on the armor yeah that's right on the armor i remember Um, relearning about this like when i when I really just started digging into my faith again and reading this and be like, Oh, that is so powerful. And, um, it's just, when you really think about like all the, the parts of the armor, right? Like each piece is so important. If you're missing one of the pieces, you're left vulnerable, right? That's a vulnerability in your life. And so it's really important to focus on all of these pieces um, because the enemy is busy. He's real busy. And if he can't get in one way, he'll try to find another way. And so we need to make sure that we are, you know, staying grounded in truth, focusing on being righteous, like, in, in, in a loving and respectful way, in a Christ-like way, making sure that, you know, we are sharing the gospel and that we bring peace, that we have our faith. I mean, you have to have faith. Everything is faith. Um, and just, just having that word of God. I mean, all those things, it's just each one of those things is so important. And again, if we're missing one of them, we're kind of leaving a target for the enemy and who wants that because he's busy enough in my life. I don't need any extra <laughs> weak spots. Well, exactly. And it's letting us know that we are um, in a spiritual battle and we are, you know, uh, subject to uh, the devil's attacks. And, you know, because we no longer live in darkness, you know, we have a target on our back. And mm-hmm. so Paul's telling us, you know, put on belt, 
You know, that's the truth. Uh, Satan likes to use lies. And, you know, sometimes his lies uh, can be very deceiving to us. He loves to burn our ear and knows our knows our um, our faults that we feel like we have. And he plays on those. And and so we have to fight those lies with the truth of God. And then the breastplate is the righteousness. Like so Satan likes to attack our, our heart, which is, you know, really the the center of our emotions. So when we have that breastplate of righteousness is protecting our hearts and, um, you know, and he approves, God approves of us because he loves us um, and sent his son to you know, die for us. And then the foot gear is the readiness. To the foot the gear, news. she said. I love it. The foot gear. Um, yeah. So I, I was reading up on, you know, what the armor is and what exactly those things. So I, I really liked this breakdown for whoever uh, gave this. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know a source, but and then the shield is your faith. So, um, you know, what we see are, are the devil's attacks in the form of of setbacks, insults, temptations. Mm. But the shield of faith protects us from the devil's, you know, flaming darting arrows. And mm -hmm. when we have God's perspective in mind, um, we can see beyond those um, incidences or circumstances. And we know that sin is defeated because of Jesus Christ. And then um, moving on to the helmet, that is salvation. So uh, what does Satan do? He likes to make us doubt and feel like we're not good enough for that are, you know, focusing on our works, like we're truly not saved. But the helmet, when we put on the helmet, it protects our minds from doubting God and, um, you know, what work he accomplished on the cross. And then the sword, the spirit, the, the word sword, of God, she said, I'm yielding sword. the sword. Um, that's our weapon of offense. So that is, um, there's times where, uh, we need to use word of God to take offense against, you know, the devil and his darks and his fallen angels. And we, when we are tempted, we need to, you know, turn to the word and trust in the truth of God's word. So, uh, and you know, we also have the spirit, you know, that's also the sword is the spirit, the word of God. And we have that the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives within us. So, you know, greater is he that is in us, he that is in the world, you know, that's what we need to focus on when we are getting those darts and attacks because they will come and they do come because mm -hmm. like, like Paul saying, we have a target on our back for sure. I like in verse 19, where basically what he's saying is, Lord, give me the words to boldly speak. Because mm. um, I, I oftentimes don't boldly speak, maybe on the podcast, yes. Um, but I don't know, timing is everything, right? So, but when the timing is right to speak boldly, Lord, give me the words to to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. I love that. So it's just, as we're getting into the end of the book of Ephesians, I mean, I feel like we are just like, after talking about the, putting on the armor of God, we're like reaching this like ultimate climax of like what we are commanded to do, um, how we are supposed to live our lives. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's just comforting and, and powerful to know that we have all these specific directions and how to do that. 
Um, he's not just saying like, live this Christ-like life and good luck. He's like, this is how you do mm-hmm. it. And this is what it looks it, like. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, also with the word of God, that's giving us, if we're not in it and we're not seeking, how are we going to be able to boldly speak? I mean, people are just sometimes waiting for an opportunity to attack your faith and you know, throw, you know, jabs there. And, and, you know, we want to, when we put on that armor, that, that we're ready when those darts come, we can deflect them. We can, you know, speak the word. And when we're rooted and grounded in the word, then when those moments come, we can boldly speak because we know what we're talking about. We we right. read it. We it's in scripture. We live, we live it. It's in scripture. And God yeah. doesn't, like you said, leave us hanging. He gives us his word so that we can be bold and, and speak his word to others. So um, you know, it's a beautiful thing. And and now we have the word the word here saying, you have the armor, you have everything you need mm-hmm. to um, you know, fight, fight the darkness. Yes. Fight that darkness. I love it. Um, okay, here we go. So let's wrap this bad boy up. What do you say? Chapter six, uh, we're going to do 21 through 24. So that uh, this is his final greetings. This is here we go. Um, so you so that you may also know how I am and what I am doing. Tychus, is that how you say it? Tychus or something like that. I think it's yes. Oh yeah, Tychus. I think it's Tychus. Okay, the beloved. I don't know. Forgive me for for I have not listened to the Bible app. Read it. That's how I learn how to say things. Um, uh, The beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord will tell you everything. So he's given specific orders to this man, Tychus. I think I have sent him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers and love with faith from God, the father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Ta-da. Well done, Paul. Well done, Paul. But I like that he knows like this letter is not the end. He's sending to Kias. Oh my gosh, I'm going to die if I'm saying it wrong the whole time. Um, he's sending them to give them more information. He's going to share with them, you know, more encouragement and, you know, like just keep fighting the good fight basically. And that's true for all of us. Like we have to continue to fight the good fight. The enemy is always on the prowl. If you are doing the Lord's work, he's going to attack you even harder and um, more consistently because he's got a lot more to lose. If you're out there spreading the word of of the gospel and of the good message of Jesus Christ and, and who he was on this earth and now who he is as the, the son of God. Um, so I just like that. I feel like this was just rounded nicely. Just like get out there, you know, keep sharing the message. Peace to you with love. And amen. Yeah, And, and I, <laughs> I like how he said, you know, pray at all times. Uh, you know, in the spirit. And so you're like, well, how can I pray at all times? I can't, I'm working. Him. But I think that's just saying like, and, you know, it can be quick. It can just be in your head, like every situation, just having that um, reactive response to like throughout the day, I'm going to pray about this, you know, every decision I make, it might seem silly, but 
I'm going to pray about it. Um, you know, and then also he's saying like, pray for the saints because like what you were saying, like we're all fighting against Satan's attacks. So we need to be praying for each other because, um, you know, we live in a fallen world and then it's just great. Oh, he, he's, you know, not defeated. And he's saying like, stay encouraged and giving that encouragement. And he's not saying, you know, kind of what, what you were saying about speaking boldly, he mm-hmm. was saying, don't pray for me set free, pray for me to continue to speak boldly and fearlessly because that's what we need. Right. As it, you know, like we said, sometimes is silence is safer speaking out and, and speaking Always. the word, especially you feel like everybody's against you and nobody's seeing it your way. But that's really when we do need to be bold because we're trying to reach people who are far from Christ. And a lot of times they're turned off or they have a history of, of, you know, you know, maybe religiousness that's preventing them from having that personal relationship. So we need to be bold because, you know, this is a fight against, you know, um, eternity and and not eternity. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's an eternal purpose that it is um, what we're after. So, and then of course, just to end, end it all grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ with incorruptible love. Like how beautiful is that? With incorruptible love. I love that. I mean, I feel like I got to go so much deeper into this than, than I ever would have done if I would have just done this by myself. So what's really super cool about the Bible is that, yes, you can do it by yourself and you can have your private time with God. But if you don't have a community of people, find find people. It's just Allie and I, right? It's just the two of us, but you can find groups of people, find a Bible study, ask your neighbor, call your sister, call your brother, call your mom, find anybody. It's so powerful to go through this with another person to really hear their perspective. So many things that Ali even said just today never even occurred to me. And we each have our own gifts and talents. And that's what's so cool about this. We can bring those together in our in our own experiences and we can share them here to really just make sense of this word. And it's so much better when you do it with other people. Um, but if you don't have somebody, you still can do it. You can still do it on your own and and dig into the word. But it's it's really powerful if you can find someone, find your community, find your people. Yeah, you can combine your forces. That's really, and it ties into what we have discussed in in Ephesians. I think in the, like the unity have you know there is power in numbers, and where two or more are gathered, there he shall surely be. I haven't said that maybe a, a while, but you know that is what we we stand by, and um, you know we we are the light of the world. Um, you know, set apart to do you know, his, his good deeds. So, you know, take courage, take heart. Um, fellowship is, is very important. And we live in a day and age where you might not be able to get to church or you feel there's things online. Um, we've, we've plugged yeah. version many times. There's Bible studies. There's people want to connect. I, I feel like God created us to be connected. Iron sharpens iron. There is something that will fit you where you're at. God will meet you where you're at. That's right. Behold, he stands at the door and knocks. All you need to do is open. He will give you people. God, you know, uses people to accomplish his mission. So he will send you people. 
Um, you know, you just have to be on the lookout for it. If you're like, here I am, God, I'm your servant. What would you have me do? He will assign you. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. You just got to be willing to say yes. Or you might be missing out on some really good yes, stuff. Exactly. I'm just saying. Like if he says you should start a podcast exactly. with your cousin, you should probably do it because otherwise you'd be missing out on lots of good blessings. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I love it. Amen. I, <laughs> so I have my Jesus jam ready. Do you have your Jesus jam ready? Okay. Do. She does. Usually I'm the one who forgets. Like um okay so this one has been a really this one's been a good one for me for a, a little while i had the pleasure of seeing elevation at worship live when they were here in phoenix oh so good and um i didn't realize this was one of their songs and then when they started singing it was like yes i love this song so much um and it's same god and by elevation worship and it's just such a good song it's so cool to know that like the the god that we're singing about in church right the god that we're reading about from moses and david and um just all like the the huge figures in the bible and then the same god that's the father of jesus and 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 saul here saul's out there you know proclaiming the word of god and it's just that's the same god that we have today so how cool is that? If he can yes. fight all those battles, he can fight our battles. And it just makes me super happy. I, lo I love that. And and that's a great uh, way to look at it. And it's it's the truth, girl. I, I think you put on that armor. That's right. Put on the um, armor. My, Do you have an armor song for us? My Jesus jam is um, You Are My All in All. I just love that song. It is just like seeking. I love that verse where it's like seeking you like a precious jewel like it's what I you know that is what I aspire to do and how I want to always have my relationship with God be um, many people sing it I like the Tommy Prophet version I just and I can't remember the girl's name so I do apologize but um, she just has a beautiful voice and then the, when they you know work together they're just a beautiful duo so um yeah that's my well, i'm gonna have to add that every you've been giving me all these new jams that i never heard of before so i'm gonna have to make sure i'm up in my game over here well i know that our uh our musical tastes are very similar so yes. usually when we share like songs we're like i love that i love it so it makes it easy that it does it does well jesus sister we did it yay we finished our we our our it's first new yeah i was gonna say our first bible study i don't we did something similar in revelation if you haven't um listened to those episodes you should go back and check them out but this felt a little bit different revelations was just really a lot to unpack well never mind this was a lot to unpack too i take that back but different <laughs> different different type of like what's happening this is in the bible um but anyways i love you jesus sister thank you for committing to doing this with me and um i'll be praying Thank for you. you i'll be praying for you and and all of our fellow believers grace be with all those who love lord jesus christ with incorruptible love oh yes amen <laughs> <laughs>